This podcast is produced by Audiofy. Welcome to Lift Him Up with Ronald F. Owens Jr., author, inspirational speaker, and podcaster. Here is your host, Ronald F. Owens Jr. Jesus said in John 12, 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. I want to thank you today for tuning in to Lift Him Up with Ronald F. Owens, Jr. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. This is a great time to be alive in this country, in this age. God has a plan for each of your lives. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be drawn closer to him. Okay, so this is my second part in this series that I'm doing about people who saw the miraculous and the supernatural in the Holy Bible. And in the first part, I discussed about Adam, Eve, Cain, Enoch, Noah, Lot, Abraham. I didn't talk too much about Eliezer, Jacob, or Joseph, but I'll let you go to the book of Genesis to read about Eliezer. He was the eldest servant of Abraham's house, and he was sent by Abraham to find a husband for Isaac. And Eliezer prayed that, hey, Lord, the first damsel that you send me, let her ask me if I want some water. And not only that, but let her volunteer to water all of my camels. Now, the scriptures are silent as to how many camels there were. And God immediately answered that prayer. My Lord, that is a miraculous and supernatural event that occurred in Eliezer. I didn't talk too much about what also happened to Jacob and to Joseph, specifically Joseph. He had a very powerful anointing. He dreamed. He dreamed a lot. And God spoke to him in his dreams. God showed him things that would come to pass. And that not only helped his family, but it also helped an entire nation, the people of Egypt. And so it's interesting from that particular story in Genesis, we read about Joseph, that leads to this second part that I want to focus on, and that's what transpired in Egypt, because 430-some-odd years after Joseph, God liberated the Hebrews or the Israelites from Egypt. And there was a lot of miraculous and supernatural stuff that occurred back then. If you recall, in my first podcast, I noted that of all the supernatural and the miraculous events that occurred throughout the Bible, the one constant theme was communication. God talking to various people. God revealing himself and representing himself through various forms of miraculous events as we will read in Exodus 
that God appeared to Moses in a flame in a bush. That's something that is very miraculous and supernatural. But before I, I go there, let me lay some groundwork about Moses. Moses was born in a time where a lot of male children were a threat to the Egyptians and his mother hid him. And as we read and as we've heard, seeing in the movies in the Ten Commandments or taught Sunday school, how Moses' sister looked after his her, her 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 brother and how the bull the, the the little basket that the mom and and the sister put on on the Nile River floated toward the royal family of Egypt and how Moses was adopted and grew up and educated in the household of Pharaoh. Well, a series of things happened. Well, when Moses fell out of favor with Pharaoh and he fled toward the desert and scripture says that was a he was about 40 years old at that time and when he fled he met Jethro and married one of his daughters and he spent about 40 years out in the desert just being a shepherd so he's basically just tending sheep one day and he looks and he sees a flickering glow and what does he see essentially he sees this burning bush. So Moses, the son of Amram and Yoshebed, saw the angel of the Lord appear to him in a flame of fire. And not only did God appear to him in this flame of fire, but there's a dialogue that occurred. Again, that constant theme of conversation. So Moses listened to and conversed with this angel of the Lord, as is indicated in Exodus chapter 1, verses 1 through 22. And at this time, during this dialogue, the angel of the Lord commissioned Moses to lead the Hebrew slaves from Egyptian bondage. So Moses, he asked the Lord, kind of doubts himself, who is he? He questions who sent him? And he states, the Israelites would not believe him or listen to him. So let's kind of unpack this. Here Moses was this educated man. He was very successful during the first 40 years of his life. He led armies. He was involved with construction. He was a highly educated man. And that was the first part of his life. And that prepared him was a pretext of what would occur the next 40 years. It's almost like man educated Moses and God had to break him down. The first 40 years, man educated Moses and he was did all this stuff. But the next 40 years... God had to reform and refashion him. And perhaps that's probably one of the most significant miracles in Exodus, how Moses was transformed from one person who relied on himself, his education, 
his talents, his giftings, his exploits, and he was transformed into another person who was totally reliant on God. And I think that is probably one of the most significant miracles that we can go through rather than relying on ourselves and our giftings and our education and what we've done, what we've accomplished and who we are. We accept Jesus Christ into our lives and our lives are changed and we are reformed and refashioned after the image of God. And that, to me, is really miraculous. That, to me, is really supernatural. So, Moses is there tending sheep, minding his own shepherd's business, and he sees this flickering glow, and he's drawn to the burning bush, and it's a representation of the angel of the Lord, and the Lord commissions him, and basically... Moses asked the Lord, who is he who sent me? And the reason why this question is significant, because Moses had seen all kinds of gods during the course of his life, particularly the first 40 years. And I'm thinking that Moses was probably exposed to the miraculous and supernatural of these gods. And I will make that point later on. And I need to remember to make that point because of what happens with the ten plagues that were inflicted on the Egyptian people. So I believe that's why Moses asked, well, who are you, God? I've seen so many gods throughout the course of my life. Yeah, next 40 years, the past 40 years, I've been kind of like gravitating towards you but I need to know if you are who you say you are. So basically, they have this interesting conversation and God answers him. Moses asked the Lord, who is he? He questions who sent me in Exodus 3.13 and states the Israelites would not believe him or listen to him. So Moses basically is saying Okay, I, you know, I, I believe who you are, but how can I convince people who have been enslaved for more than 400 years, people who have been exposed to all these other gods in Egypt, that you are more powerful than these other gods? So God had to demonstrate something. God tells Moses to cast his staff on the ground, and he did, and became a serpent. And, of course, Moses kind of fled. He jumped back. And this is in Exodus 4.3. And then so God told Moses to pick up the staff, oh, pick up the serpent, and it became his staff again. Well, God did another demonstration. God told Moses to put his hand inside of his cloak, and he pulled it out and became leprous, and God told him to put his hand back into his cloak, and he was healed. So, in essence, God is telling Moses, I'm sending you to liberate my people. I know that you're going up against 
these gods who have demonstrated that they can also do the miraculous and they can also do the supernatural, but I am more powerful than them. Trust me. Rely on me. I've got this. All right. So God tells Moses that even now he's going to help him. One of the excuses that Moses says is, hey, you know, I, I'm not good. I stutter. And from a personal perspective, I can relate to Moses because I, too, once had a speech impediment throughout my late 20s. This is why that doing a podcast is somewhat out of my comfort zone. I prefer communicating behind a keyboard, sitting behind a video display terminal, typing things out. But we have to realize that in order for God to do the miraculous and supernatural in our lives, we have to step out of our comfort zone and do stuff that we're not accustomed to doing. Moses clearly was in his comfort zone 40 years as a shepherd tending sheep. And so God had to basically tell him, I've got this. Step out of your comfort zone. I will do the miraculous. I will do the supernatural through you. And that's what happened. Moses still made excuses about him not being able to talk. So God said, you know what? Oh, by the way, I'm sending Aaron, your brother, he would be a spokesperson. Interesting. God anticipated what Moses would say. God knew that Moses would make excuses. And he had already prepared the way by sending, by sending his brother to help him. You know, sometimes, well, today, when we see something happen, we see a public information officer, ex-spokesperson, someone who speaks for a government agency, be it law enforcement, someone who speaks for a politician, someone who speaks for... And so Aaron was the first public information officer. He was... Moses' spokesperson. So in a way, God sent Aaron to help Moses, and they get to Egypt, and things start to come down. There are ten miraculous and supernatural things that happen insofar as the plagues. So basically... The first plague that we have here is what? They turn the streams, the rivers, ponds, and bloods to blood for seven days. So Pharaoh and the Egyptians and the Hebrews saw Moses and Aaron turn Egyptian streams, ponds, and pools to blood for seven days. And this is in Exodus chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. And the magicians did so with their enchantments. So basically, the first plague, 
the Egyptians say, hey, we can do this too. We can also turn all the water in, in Egypt into blood. Oh, that's the first plague. So the second plague, Pharaoh, the Egyptians, and the Hebrews saw Moses and Aaron smite all Egypt with frogs. And that's in Exodus chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. And the magicians did so with their enchantments. And that's Exodus 8, 7. So they too brought up frogs from the land of Egypt. And that was the second plague. So the third plague was Moses and Aaron. And this is what Pharaoh and the Egyptians and the Hebrews saw Moses and Aaron do. They smote the dust of the earth and it became lice. And that's in Exodus chapter 8, verses 16 through 19. And the magicians, the Egyptians' magicians, they tried to, but they could not. So basically, the magicians for Egypt were able to turn the water into blood. They were able to bring forth the frogs. They tried to smite the dust of the earth like Moses and Aaron did and became lice and men, but they could not. They could not do so. So the point I'm trying to make is that there will be some miraculous and supernatural that will occur throughout the course of our life. And we have to have the discernment to know if that is from God or is that something that has been manufactured by Satan and his minions. So those were the first three plagues that the Egyptians and Pharaohs saw Moses and Aaron do. The fourth plague was swarms of flies. The fifth plague was the Egyptian livestock was infected with some sort of infectious disease. The next plague had to do with Moses and Aaron afflicting the people with boils. That was really uncomfortable. The next plague had to do with hail mixed with fire falling from the sky. Man, that must have been not only miraculous and supernatural, but terrifying. And, of course, it really hurt. Hail falling from the sky and it's mixed with fire. When has that ever occurred? And then the next plague had to do with Moses and Aaron bringing forth locust. And then the next plague had to do with them enveloping the entire land with darkness, except where the people of God were in Goshen. And this is another point I wanted to make. There could be stuff all around us that is happening. You know, during the recording of this particular podcast, What's in the news is this coronavirus. And we have to not be afraid of what we hear, afraid of what we see. It's good to be informed, but we have to realize that stuff that happens around us 
doesn't necessarily have to affect us. I tell people to read, to meditate, to memorize, to recite Psalm 91. The first verse of Psalm 91, verse 1, is He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. You know what? There are several verses that I would like to read from that particular chapter that is germane to what we hear about diseases and drought and and starvation and all kinds of stuff. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Listen to this, guys. When we hear stuff that's going on in the news, when we see stuff that's going on, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague, any plague, any plague, whether it be coronavirus, whether it be Ebola, whether it be AIDS, whether it be this or that or flu, there shall no no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. So things were happening to the Egyptians. Things were happening the first plague, blood in the water. Second plague, frogs from the water. Third plague, lice. Fourth plague, swarms of flies, livestock being stricken with some sort of infectious disease. Sixth plague, boils on people. Seventh plague, Hail mixed with fire. 
Eighth plague, locust. Ninth plague, darkness enveloping the earth. But none of this happened in the land of Goshen. None of the people, none of God's people, were affected by this. You are God's people. Read Psalm 91. Meditate on Psalm 91. Memorize Psalm 91 and recite Psalm 91. And you will be protected whatever happens. And that is because of the power of Jesus Christ our Lord, the power of Almighty God, the miraculous and supernatural working in your... You know what? I just thought hit my mind. We don't know what harm could have come to us throughout the course of our day. We don't know what accident could have happened to us. We don't know how an angel could have protected us. We are temporal beings living in this temporal age, but we are spiritual beings, and the spiritual is more existing than the natural. And God has protected us and spared us from so much, and we don't even know it. So the first nine plagues that Moses and Aaron inflicted with the power of Almighty God on Pharaoh and the Egyptians had to do with all the stuff that we just recited. And you know what? I'm, another thought just hit my mind. How is it that Moses, excuse me, how is it that Pharaoh resisted? There are many times throughout the course of this narrative that it states that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh had a predisposition for his heart to be hardened. As ruler of Egypt, he was arrogant. He thought of himself better than anybody else. He was told all his life that you're God, you're deity. But no one can compare to the image, the power of Almighty God. And so I think it's somewhat miraculous and supernatural for Pharaoh not to capitulate and do what he should have done after the first, second, third, or fourth plague. But it took five or six more other plagues, and the tenth plague had to do with the killing of the firstborn in Egypt from the firstborn in Pharaoh's family and all of his his people at his royal court to the firstborn of the common Egyptian to the firstborn of someone in prison to the firstborn of the cattle. Now, of course, God had told Moses and Aaron and Moses and Aaron told the people that they were to protect themselves from that tenth plague by putting blood on the outside of their door so the angel would pass by them. That's an interesting another point. Throughout the Bible, there have been a lot of miraculous supernatural things, but 
in many instances, the people had to prepare themselves for before that supernatural, miraculous event occurred. I'm reminded of Hezekiah. He's one of my favorite kings. And in that particular story, and I don't particularly remember where in the Bible it's mentioned in the Old Testament, there's two, three areas. Hezekiah, when he became king, set the spiritual house in order because... Right when he came, became king, everything was just a mess. So he had to basically establish all of the rituals that God told the people to adhere to. And then he prepared for the siege of the Assyrian king, Sennacherib. And he bought himself some time by paying tribute, while at the same time building this particular tunnel on the ground between the um, water on the outside, water source on the outside, and, and the pool on the inside. And that particular marvel is called Hezekiah's Tunnel. I walked through that tunnel the last time I went to Israel in 2008. It's a really great, interesting um, story. I intend to write a book about that in the not-too-distant future. So anyway, so Hezekiah set the spiritual house in order. He bought himself some time while he prepared for the Assyrians to attack. And he built a tunnel that directed water into Jerusalem. So when the Assyrians lay siege of Jerusalem, they would have water. He did all the stuff in the natural. And the time came for... God to come through. So basically, God miraculously came through. And one angel slew 185,000 Assyrians. Just one angel. But that didn't happen until Hezekiah set his house in order, prepared, planned, stock provisions. And so God can work in our lives miraculously by, miraculously by just providing food, by just us praying for it. But he can also deliver us after we prepare, prepare ourselves spiritually. Prepare ourselves spiritually so we can know the voice of the Lord when he tells us to do this. So don't go there or do this or not do that. Prepare, we can prepare for ourselves by, for example, stocking up on food and water because that's just a common sense thing to do. Noah was a good prepper. A prepper is a person who prepares and plans just in case there's a disruption in services. Moses, excuse me, Noah was a good prepper. Joseph was a good prepper as well. In his dreams, he was told that Egypt was going to be going through years of famine. So during the plenteous years, prepare. So when there is a famine, the people would have sufficient provisions. So anyway, 
Back to this particular incident, the 10th plague, the people of Israel, the land of Goshen, the people that inhabited there were supernaturally, were protected because they had prepared. They obeyed God. They put blood on the outside of the doorway. Okay, so... I think that I will probably stop here and pick up the next section of this very interesting series of natural and supernatural events that occurred in the book of Exodus the next time. I want to have you go to my RonaldFOwensJR.com website, and if you scroll down, there are are seven PDFs called the Testament Spectator. I've rewritten about 10% of the Bible in newspaper format. And one of those seven editions, which you can download that PDF at no cost, is about Moses and the Exodus. I'm going to read some of the headlines contained in that Moses edition. The Lord calls Moses to lead Hebrews from bondage. That's the lead article on the front page. Let my people go, God says, which is the second article on that front page. And then in the third article, straw is needed. On the left column of that particular edition, I have summarized what is contained in this edition. Page 2, Moses reluctant to lead Hebrews Exodus after burning bush encounter with God. And then there's an article that talks about Aaron reuniting with Moses and becomes his spokesperson. On page 3 of that four-page edition, the distraught Pharaoh releases Israelites after all those plagues. Pharaoh finally releases the Israelites. And there's a sidebar article on the top of page three titled, How Many Disasters Can a Single Country Take? And so that article contains a recitation of those 10 plagues, which I've just discussed in this podcast. So I'm going to stop with sharing with you about that four-page Moses edition because I'm going to pick up the next podcast by talking about what happened, what happened when they all leave Egypt. Well, this has been a really great time with you guys. I'm reminded that John 12, 32 reads, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. I pray at the hearing of this podcast that you will continually draw closer to the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who died on the cross for our sins and our sicknesses and diseases as well. Lord, I pray if there's anybody who is listening to this podcast who does not know you, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will 
confess their sins to you, that they will repent of their sins and turn away from their unrighteousness. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will receive Jesus Christ into their heart and their life and that they will have a relationship with you and that they will read your word and and pray to you and fellowship with other believers. I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone who listens to this podcast will be drawn closer to you, for we need you, Lord. We are lost without you. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're mindful of the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us. If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men. This has been Lift Him Up with Ronald F. Owens Jr. We thank you for listening and we ask you to please subscribe, share, and like us wherever you're listening. Until next time.